Hey everyone, welcome to episode 3 of Movie Films of Bill and Steve. I'm Bill. I'm Steve. And movies talk, so let's talk movies. Now, what? there's some big news uh, that came out just last week. Uh, last Tuesday, I believe it was. Yeah, very big news. It was, Everyone... it was basically Marvel frantically trying to still be relevant because Warner Brothers slammed down the gauntlet. Uh, speaking of gauntlets, <laughs> uh, jokes based on current news. That's how we roll. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's so much a response to DC throwing down the gauntlet. Let's be honest here. Not like Marvel's going to start making movies at the turn of a hat. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, it, like, uh, I remember you uh, posting on Facebook, it was just like, spoilers, there's more Marvel movies coming. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, obviously, all these movies were coming. I just think the way it was announced was a response. Yeah, I mean, they were kind of uh, cock-teasing it a bit, because back at San Diego, they were said, we have a lot of movies coming out, and there was a bunch of rumors of what they were and such, and so at this current press event, then it was like, here's nine movies coming out. <laughs> right. There you go. Hope none of them fail, because that's going to make things really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> really awkward. I'm waiting for the one Marvel movie that fails. Yeah, I, um, people, I'll, I'll say it right now, I, I thought Guardians was going to be the one that didn't perform very well. I, I, very <laughs> See, I thought Guardians was going to do okay. I thought it was going to do well. I didn't think it was going to do as well as it did. Well, that's what I mean. By bad, I mean okay, like uh, mm. break even type, type of situation, because to break even for Marvel is an absolute failure. Right. Um, I think uh, Ant-Man and Black Panther are the ones most likely at this point. Yeah, and depending how well those do, it will depend on how DC does Cyborg, I'm sure. <laughs> right, absolutely. I mean, I mean, if they set him up well enough in the Justice League movie and such, I'm sure they can do something. They'll, they'll know from that if they can do something with them. But Marvel just jumping right in with Ant-Man for a movie fi- film uh-huh, that okay. um, already is on Rocky Roads because of... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh who left the project oh um, edgar wright, edgar wright. Uh, yeah i hate when i blank all of a sudden yeah well, oh it happens it him, happens all the time to me <laughs> with him working on that project for so long then ju- uh, jump uh, getting fired from it i think he got fired from it because he was taking too long supposedly uh, there's a few different possible reasons uh as soon as his like um don't talk part of his contract is up i'm sure we'll know completely yeah i look forward because really he's very that. vocal about that yeah especially because ant-man has been in production since the same time as iron man i mean i remember like at a San Diego Comic Con years ago, before, like they were just starting to advertise the upcoming Marvel movies, and they handed out posters for Iron Man, um, The Incredible Hulk, and Ant Man. Yeah, and it was just like posters with the title, and that's all they had. Like they all the only thing they had to show off from Iron Man at that point was some concept art. But still, like that's how long this movie's been trying to get made. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he just gets dumped from the project, either by his own choice or by Marvel, and then he scrambled to find more directors. And I applied; uh, they didn't call me back. Oh, that's a that's a fault of them. They screwed I up. Agree. That movie will bomb just because of that. <laughs> um. So, so Bill and I felt that in uh, in honor of the big Marvel announcement last week, and that Marvel kind of being the big news thing right now. Um, today's topic is going to be our top five Steve Rosinski movies. Bill, you can lead us off. Uh, top five. Number number five. Um, uh, 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 great, the greatest zombie movie of all time. Oh, the ultimate zombie movie. Sorry, fuck that up. Oh, absolutely. Ultimate yes, zombie movie, number five. It's a classic. Uh, number four, uh, Basic Slaughter. Haven't seen it. Classic. <laughs> number three. Um... Slasher Hunter, 
amazing. Love it. Cosplay it all the time. All the time. Number two, Captain Z and the Curse of Leviathan. And number one, Super Task Force One, because I'm in it, motherfuckers. Better watch out. That's a good list. Okay, uh, so that was Movie Films with Bill and Steve. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, no, that's, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about Marvel movies, every single one. Well, we did talk, Briefly. We talked about Marvel movies just now, because all of Steve's films are Marvel lists. Uh, uh, you can buy them on his website. <laughs> uh, so for spotlightfilms.com. Yeah, I'd be like Lloyd Kaufman, <laughs> just shove in your plugs anywhere you can. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, in all seriousness, uh, Marvel films. Um, we'll just kind of run down the list of uh, basically all of them that have been made. Um, kind of talk about which ones we actually care about, because uh, let's be honest, who gives a shit about the 1944 Captain America serials? I, I don't. That's the best one. Uh, no, Red Brown riding on motorcycles, uh, spraying bad guys in tar and oil, and just being really cool and being Red Brownie. That's that's where it's at for me. Uh, I think you're right. You're right. Exactly. Uh, so um, I guess the real like let's the like, quote unquote legitimate theatrical Marvel film was 1986's Howard the Duck, uh, which I feel is fantastic. That that's really the first Marvel movie. Yeah, everything um, else is TV movies, so if you want to go theatrical film. So, that that was a terrible film that I s- kind of have a soft spot for, but for none of the right reasons. I uh, don't care for it. I don't care. I, I watched it once with a kid, I'm like, well, this is um, this is pretty dumb. And that's really how I've been there my entire life, I just don't quite care for it. See, my problem is that I completely agree, but I actually really like the character Howard the Duck in the comics. So... I was way more excited than I should have been for his cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy. Spoilers. Um, just because it's nice to get a Howard the Duck on the silver screen that's not the 1986 version. Maybe, except uh, as far as I'm concerned, he looked like garbage. Like, the, rest, the entire Guardians of the Galaxy has great practical alien effects, and then we get a garbage, puke-worthy CG Howard the Duck at the end of the film. Why? I don't... Clearly done last minute with what little money was left in James Gunn's budget, you know? Like, he was just like, hey, I got... Uh, 500 bucks left. Let's make Howard the Duck. You could have made a better practical Howard the Duck for 500 bucks. I, re- uh, I, I refuse to believe you couldn't. <laughs> so, yeah, that was... Uh, thank you, George Lucas, for Howard the Duck. Yeah, inductive. Kicking off the Marvel the Marvel saga. Yeah, that's that's uh, quite the kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it didn't get a whole lot better in 1989 with uh, The Punisher from New World Pictures starring Dolph Lundgren. Although I, I hold the, that that film is amazing. It just has the problem of being called The Punisher. I completely agree. And it's, it's still hilarious that they got the rights to use the character and everything, but not for the skull design, so they couldn't have him actually look like Frank Castle. They... they... <laughs> Oh, uh, it's funny every time to me. But, um, like at this, I sometimes forget that it was like officially Marvel's The Punisher. Mm-hmm. Like I sometimes think that it's like kind of like how James Cameron's The Terminator was not a Deathstroke movie, you know? <laughs> um, but no, it is officially Marvel's The Punisher. They just couldn't make it related to The Punisher at all. Nope. I just have the name Frank Castle. Yeah. Um. But you know, like you said, it's a gr- honestly a great action movie just not the punisher at all mm-hmm. and Dolph Lundgren's Dolph Lundgren in it so if you like Lundgren like I do then you're, you'll probably be a mark for it absolutely so um moving from there there's the uh 1990 Captain America film uh, that's the that motorcycle was one supposed to get theatrical release had posters had everything set for it and then ended up just being direct-to-video for some reason because it was terrible 
clearly. <laughs> the, the, when the Red Skull's Italian and not a Nazi. Yeah, Why? A problem, I mean, sir. were they afraid of offending Nazis? Well, hey, the current Marvel movies apparently are afraid of offending Nazis, so... Yeah, you're right. Can't, I, for some reason, in the film, you can't have the Red Skull be a Nazi. Because you know what? He is a Nazi. I don't know what... Hydra is a Nazi organization. That's when everyone says, Hail Hydra. Like, they are now acting like they're such a fucking bunch of cute babies. It's like, hey, you know what you're doing, right? <laughs> you know you're just... You're putting up an extra hand, and you're saying, Hail Hitler. Yeah, that's it's just it's just a nice brush of paint to coat that up. But, um... Honestly, I remember the only... My only experience with that film was I remember seeing it on, like, network television as a child. Yeah, I have... um, and I remember Captain America riding a missile that was about to hit the White House, but using the strength of America, <laughs> he deflected the missile into the ocean. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> and, yeah, that's my most like vivid memory of that film. My most vivid memory is um, when Captain America steals a truck from a guy. <laughs> Because he, right. he like, wakes up, I think, and then he's just walking along the road, and some guy is just driving along. He like, pulls over to help him. Captain America just jumps in his truck and drives off with it. It's mine now. Bye. Yeah, this is this is America. Eminent <laughs> <laughs> domain, bitch. Woo. Uh, so from there, um, there's the 1994 Fantastic Four film that was made purely to keep the rights for it, but not did not have any intention of releasing it. Roger Corman produced it, put it out, or was going to put it out. Um, yeah. Um, arguably a better Doctor Doom than the actual officially released Fantastic Four movie uh, years later. I like them both. I, I like the Doom from Rise a lot better than the Doom from the first film. I, I agree with that. Um, yes. I just, yeah, but the Doom they had in the 94 movie was definitely ham like eating the scenery around him. It was so good. He was, it it reminded me of Raoul, uh Julia from Street Fighter. Yeah, it's a very, and the costume in the '94 Doom, the Doom from the '94 movie is fucking great looking. Yeah, because it's like right out of the comic book. It looks perfect. Yeah, it's a very very cheesy, poor film. I feel bad that no one attached to it really understood that it was never going to be released. Yeah, because you can tell like everyone's trying their hardest. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> everyone's just giving it all. And it's really sad that there's like. Um, that even to this day, no one can actually release it. That's why the only copies you can get are really bad bootlegs that don't have the sound audio, like the sound mixing completed, and so like everything's mono and really sloppy. Yeah, and it doesn't look very good, obviously. And then they didn't have. Why money can to... no one release it? Is there what's like who owns the the rights? I don't know. I think because of when they sold, uh, whoever had the rights before, who when they sold the rights and basically canned the film. Um, I assume that it they just decided not to do anything with it or whoever owns the rights doesn't want to release it or go through the trouble of releasing it or mm. I don't know I really I, it's one of those things I've never really looked into I know there's a documentary coming out about it maybe that looked it more into why no one has done anything with it oh that's cool I look forward to that documentary then because I, I, it kind of makes sense because sometimes studios will just dump out movies to keep rights alive or do something or sometimes <laughs> make them put them on a shelf. So it makes the whole idea of them making a movie to never release isn't really unheard of. It's just really yeah. strange that even today, no one's thought to go, "Oh, well, let's do this." Yeah, and try to make some money because it's already done. Especially these days, because these days, Ashcan films do get released. Absolutely. You know, like Hellraiser Revelations was one thousand percent made just to keep the rights to Pinhead, and like it wasn't good, and they knew it was just being made for that reason. They shot the whole feature in like a week and a half. 
they still released it because they know someone will buy it. Yeah, exactly. There's always a market, <laughs> especially for that movie because it's really infamous as being the Fantastic Four movie you've never seen. Yeah. Quote, unquote. They I, would make bank. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just put out a cheap $10 DVD. Put that shit on Blu-ray, 3D Blu-ray. <laughs> A 3D theatrical re-release yeah, of that film. They'll go through redo the redo the special effects for Johnny Johnny at the end of the film, make him look like he's coming at you <laughs> as he's using the power of flame to fight off a laser beam from hitting a city. It's great. All right, so up to this point, the Marvel movies have been nothing but home runs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> home runs, slam, uh, slam, slam dams, slam down, hit the back of the park, call up Denny's, someone just take out all the grand slams. Uh, so New Line Cinema, I guess, went to Marvel and went, hey, can we use this character that you don't really do anything with and make a really awesome movie? And Marvel was like, whatever, man, we just really want some money. <laughs> Bankruptcy <laughs> has not been kind. Um, and so New Line Cinema made Blade the first really good superhero comic book movie for Marvel. Absolutely. I love Blade. Blade is a great film. Uh, between uh, who played Deacon Frost? I always forget his name. I, I don't know. Okay, I'll look it up right now, but he was great. Uh, oh, Stephen Dorff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, now you say it, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he's so good as Deacon Frost. And Wesley Snipes is just uh, slaying it, literally. and you know, Literally. <laughs> and the opening of that movie is one of the best openings to a feature film to this day. Just balls to the wall, like, "Hey, bro, he kills vampires. Want to see? Here you go." Yeah, really, it doesn't. Like, it um, sets up everything, makes everything seedy and stuff. Then all of a sudden, oh man, this guy shows up and kills everybody. Oh yeah, it's a great like um, introduction to Blade, and lets you know immediately like this guy kills people. Yeah, <laughs> and Wesley, yeah, Wesley Snipes is great in the film, and I um, some great acting from him, especially in a film that you could easily write off as just being, oh my gosh, look at this comic book movie. Ugh. Oh yeah, Snipes did not treat it as like whatever comic book movie. He was just like, okay, yeah, I'm fucking Blade. Let's do this. Absolutely. And the movie, um, it, it has some questionable CG because obviously it was, a, it was made at the time where CG. Yeah, it was '98. There was a bunch of like studios using CG because it was new, but they were using it for stuff that they probably shouldn't have been using it yet for because it was terrible. Yeah, like the part where, um, the scene that always remember, I remember the most is when, like, Blade cuts Deacon Frost in half and, like, there's this big, like, terrible CG, like, blood, like, coming out of his body, connecting his body back together and it's, it's just very noticeably bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the, otherwise, the, yeah, the film's really good, really has good, um, darkness to it i guess it would make sense yeah, it's r-rated you yeah. know like like you said before i mean marvel apparently has gotten the rights back to blade they'll never make an r-rated blade film no absolutely not that's the biggest sadness about them getting the rights back there'll never be an r-rated blade film neither same with the never be an r-rated ghost rider film that and which is sad too because there won't be any more nick cage ghost rider movies i'm really sad i about feel that. that they should just keep nick cage they absolutely forever. should <laughs> and then keep get the crank guys to keep directing those movies yes We'll talk um, to that later, though. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, and, of course, the life the life advice, some motherfuckers always try to ice skate uphill. That is um, advice to live by. That should have been in my yearbook. <laughs> uh, that was improvised by Wessex Snipes. A lot of people still don't know that, which is surprising to me. That wasn't in the script. That's fine. Some of the best lines in movies are improvised. Absolutely. So that's, that's part for the course, I suppose. Um... Alright, so then we uh, go two years ahead to X-Men, which I feel is the one that finally made studios realize that superheroes could be 
profitable because like Blade was the first comic book movie that did really well, but X Men was the worst first one that was like legit superheroes fighting supervillain type deal. Yeah, at the time and it only had like a sixty no, it was like I think sixty or seventy million dollar budget. <laughs> that, yeah, in those quaint times, <laughs> back in the day, when you could make a superhero film for less than two hundred million dollars. Are you kidding me? Right. Um, X Men. I don't care for it. I think I there's some good casting. Great casting, uh, even if, like, Hugh Jackman was never given enough time to bulk up like he ever wanted to until The Wolverine, which came out a couple years ago now. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a good acting, uh, good actor for Wolverine. I just, I know it's a petty thing, but I still think he's too, too, he's too tall. You know who else uh, complains about Hugh Jackman being too tall for Wolverine? Hugh Jackman. Yeah. I, I Like, I had, uh, I actually did have lunch with Hugh Jackman once uh, a few years back. It was, like, it was pre-The Wolverine, but, like, not too far before. Mm-hmm. But I just remember talking to him, shooting shit about acting, generally uh, his singing, and also comic books and Wolverine, and he jokes about how some from time to time he'll still apologize on set that he's six foot five and playing Wolverine. Because, I mean, appearance-wise, outside of his height, and he acts the part. He's the, Out of everything, all the problems I have with the X-Men films, he's not the problem acting-wise. It's just one of those picky things where, like, Wolverine's really cool because he's a short little motherfucker that'll slice and dice you. <laughs> Absolutely agreed. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, like you said. I'm not a fan of it either. It really hasn't aged well. I remember as a kid liking it, but like compared to what we've been getting by comparison, it's really not that good. Aside from really good casting. Yeah, it's interesting because that brings like Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart, like these really shakespearean trained act, like british actors to yeah to a, a comic book film so it's like comic book films are art and sophisticated and legitimate i, I suppose uh famke was a decent um gene gray uh that guy who plays cyclops continuously did. did a really good job in a really poorly written script for cyclops yeah, this movie it started it and it kept going. Where it's just X, it's just a Wolverine and his uh, mutant pals. <laughs> I like how Marvel Absolutely. became more aware of that. And now they just make books called Wolverine and the X Men. Yep, that's about right. That's about right. That's basically what the movies are. So yeah, you know, X Men. Um, in our opinion, not that great, but definitely kicked off the superhero. So moving on. Yes to uh 2002 and we get the sequel to blade blade 2 uh, directed, directed by del toro absolutely um personally i like the sequel more all around mm-hmm. although there are parts of one that are definitely like untouchable superior yeah but like as a as a full product i think the sequel was better mm-hmm. it's um it's actually funny because i picked it up recently because i long as having to own it i mean to rewatch it because i had seen it in theaters and i think that's the only time i've seen two and i liked it and i remember liking it a lot just one of those films I just for some reason never owned and never got around to watching it again. Right. Which I'm wanting to because um, I don't know for recent years I just got more like Del Toro kick of just picking up. I mean I liked uh, Mimic and I liked a lot of his films and I watched them a lot when I was younger. Just for some reason, past several years I just haven't watched any of them. So I've been picking up some just to sit down and watch a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Blade Two. Um, trying to think what, what to say. It's solid as fuck. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, it's really solid, and I like the new mutant vampires that eat vampires. Yeah, and it's it, cool. it helps. Uh, it's, it's a thing that Del Toro definitely does, especially in like um, Hellboy Two, where the villain is pretty sympathetic. You can see both sides to the to to I guess Blade's character and the um, I think it was a was a Dampier. Oh, I forget the name of the mutant. Yeah, I, yeah, I do too. It's been a while. For I don't me. know. If it, I don't think it was a Dampier. I think it's just a type of thing from 
um, one of the... Uh, Dun Peel is um, the half-human, half-vampires from the Vampire Hunter D universe. Yeah. And I'm sure that's a word that existed before that anime and manga. <laughs> so... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> never mind me saying that. That's actually really dumb. No, they, they just... Uh, oh, what's a Colossus? Oh, what's that called? What's a Colossus? Oh, it's that X-Man! <laughs> that's... <laughs> Do you remember the Colossus of Rhodes? It was just this big uh, statue that was silver oh. and rippled. It was Russian. <laughs> Absolutely. Great wonders of the world right there. Uh, but 2002 also brought about the film that uh, was uh, one of the biggest mo- co- comic book money makers for the longest time. And that was uh, Which made everyone start buying up rights. Absolutely. That's And Marvel was desperate to get money, so they sold those rights to everybody, which led to a lot of the problems. Most... We still have some problems today, but most of the problems were along this time when they wanted to make films. Uh, and that film was, of course, uh, Spider-Man from uh, Columbia yep. Pictures. Uh, directed uh, by Sam Raimi. Yes. Uh, who is one of my favorite directors. Not a big fan of his Spider-Man franchise, but we can talk about that more as we get through like yeah. all the films. Because I love, I love Raimi as well, but these films are definitely a departure from the Raimi I like. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, it... In a time when every single superhero except for Superman was being given a generic black leather suit, mm-hmm. you know, from Batman to the X-Men, you know, just the fact that no one was wearing an actual superhero suit since Superman back in Quest for Peace, it was nice to see Spider-Man be wearing red and blue. And I think that sold a lot of tickets at the time because that was really accurate and people like what the character originally was. Yeah, and it... Um, trying to think of what else about it. Uh, I feel like at the time, it's, especially 2002, you can tell you from the advertisements beforehand that when they had to do the whole, everything was very America, and the film yes. itself is very America. Like, oh, we're America. We stick together. We do all this and that, and we yes. all love Spider-Man immediately right off the bat. Unlike the comics, <laughs> where most people hate him. Yeah, yeah. In the in the first movie, JJ is the only person in New York that hates Spider-Man. Yeah, and a- yet he somehow keeps selling Daily Bugles that entirely are based on why Spider-Man's a piece of shit. Yeah, and yet everyone's like, you can't mess with Spider-Man, he's one of us. Ugh. <laughs> America. Uh, Willem um, Dafoe is campy as all shit and devours every Every, every casting st- decision in that movie is perfect except for Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst. I agree with that. Um, everyone is perfect. I love seeing Ted Ramey poke up and like you were, I mean, sorry, finish your thoughts with Willem Dafoe, I just wanted oh, to say that sorry. real quick. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, Willem Dafoe's great in it, it's just the fact that I feel like they made him I mean, he's. I think he's working the best of what he has. I think the script made him too campy. And Sam Raimi is definitely doing Silver Age Spider-Man only in all of his movies. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't. I think even then, it's a bit too much. Yes, I agree. And I, it's kind of sad because also they also uh, made a really good practical effect uh, goblin mask that mm-hmm. looked amazing, and it's really sad they couldn't. They didn't get a chance to use it. Yeah, they just went with that dumb... It's Power like Ranger he, helmet? Absolutely, he looked like a Power Ranger. And I say that as a fan of Power Rangers. Yeah. It looked terrible. It was... And, like, everyone... There's a lot of people that will say that they couldn't have never used that practical effect goblin face. And because, you know, the comic suit is too ridiculous, to which I respond, the goblin in the comics looks silly. The goblin in Raimi's first Spider-Man movie looks stupid. There's a difference. You, you have a guy running around in a red and blue suit. That's okay, but a guy that dresses like a like a witch, like goblin, that's, who is insane. That's insane. I, that's something wrong with that. I don't understand. Yeah, like um, the, but regardless, you know, their the organic webbing didn't have a problem with. Uh, they kicked him out of high school way too fast. Yeah, 
Um, I agree. I, and, I you love sixties uh, like uh, high school. I love sixties Spider-Man. Period. Everything up until probably when Gwen died. Everything before that, I think, is great. And I love it. And um, so immediately going from like forgetting everything about high school and going right into college so quickly, I was really kind of always kind of pissed off about that. Yeah. And especially, obviously, going with uh, Mary Jane so early when they could have gone with uh, Betty Brant or um, I'm always so good at this. Um, Betty Brant was a big one they could have gone with first, but uh, especially yeah. Um, um, Liz. Uh, oh, Liz Allen. Liz Allen, yeah, yeah. Betty Brant, Liz Allen, like all these other girls they could have gone with before just immediately jumping on the Mary Jane train, especially because they yeah. should have gone with Gwen before they went with Mary. Absolutely, Jane, but you know they sure. decided to exchange their entire characters in that franchise. Yeah. So, okay, um, so yeah, that's Spider-Man. Yeah, that's Spider-Man. Made a ton of money. Oh, my God. Um, uh, moving on to 2003's Daredevil. I uh, really like Daredevil. Especially the director's cut. Yes. Um, the director's cut of Daredevil is, up to that point, honestly, my favorite superhero movie. Yeah, at the time, I loved it. Because at the time, I was super... At the, this especially in the early 2000s when I was reading comics more. I was super into Marvel films. And Marvel, Marvel Comics, and then the films by proxy. Um, and I, the Daredevil film's accurate. It's a very accurate film. To yeah. Like story I think there's a few couple couple little bitty changes, but it's pretty accurate to comics. The thing I think I will always pinpoint the one thing I hate about the movie is the park scene between um, Elektra and uh, Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. I, that whole like them fighting each other on the the seesaws and everything. No, that that entire scene's done. Dumb. I can't stand it. No, that was yeah awful, and Garner wasn't that great of an Electra as well. I think she was she was okay. I, I yeah, she was okay. Like she wasn't bad, but Colin Farrell's a great bullseye. I wish they would have given him a costume. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I think that we're at the time in the early two thousands where everything kind of again, like we said, had to be like black leather or black, like edgy. So he has to just walk around like a trench coat and stuff. I think Daredevil's costume is more realistic because it was still red, but it was, it was leather. It was it, yeah. It was, more it was still based. somewhat accurate, but it was reality based accurate. You know. Yeah. Um, um, obviously, everyone always says Michael Clark Duncan as the Kingpin was great. I agree. Yeah, he was fantastic. Solid. It was it's a solid film. I think people dog on it a bit too much. I don't know if it's because of Ben Affleck or what about it that people just dog on. Yeah, I mean the pre the theatrical cut of the movie wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad. And I think people just dog on it because Ben Affleck, J Lo, you know, Ben Affleck at the time was a very popular whipping boy. Yeah. Um, and also, unlike. It was in a time of all origin films. Daredevil was finally a superhero movie that was again a oh no he's already Daredevil. Here's a little bit of flashbacks of how he became Daredevil, but we're kind of we're already here. Mm-hmm. He's been doing this a while, you know, kind of like the first Burton Batman. As many problems as that film had, yeah, you know, just it just jumped right into it. Which you know, arguably, I would say um, that wasn't the best idea because there were no other superhero movies and that's why I wasn't against Batman Begins because not enough people understood the origin of Batman. Mm-hmm. But in this case, again, it was ex- it was the right way to handle it. Yes, I agree. Um, so let's just keep moving along here uh, to X2. X- <clears throat> yeah, X-Men 2. I don't, I don't know which way they want to pronounce it. <laughs> um, better than the first X-Men, but again, I, I kind of feel it suffers from the same problems. It's Singer's own version of the X-Men, which I don't like. Um, and it hasn't aged super well. Um, um, Nightcrawler's love- great in the film. Yeah, the the scene with him like in the White House is decent, pretty pretty well done. Um, 
I feel like the film as a whole just doesn't do it for me. And I feel like everyone always brings it up as being one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. And I'm like, eh. At the time, even at the time, I was not that impressed with it. I was like, it's okay. It's it's more serious. By taking the source material more seriously, I guess that means you're the best of all time. I don't. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I was never a super fan. I liked it. Uh, you know, again, I liked it, but I never understood why people kept saying it was like one of the best ever. And I did like all of the Phoenix hints, which we never got. Yeah, which they just and completely And never will get now. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. I guess the X two. Everyone, everyone puts it on a pedestal. If you really like it, cool. Maybe you should re- maybe you should watch it again and reevaluate. Maybe because I feel like maybe some people just watched it once and just. Put they it on remember the, the memory of X two. Mm-hmm. The same with most of the Spider Man films. To be honest, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Uh, then there was Ang Lee's Hulk. Uh, it sucked. <laughs> no. Let's move on. <laughs> remember, my favorite part of Ang Lee's Hulk was how Ang Lee really expl- He did two things that I love about that film. Not the good kind of love. Just two things that I love forever. Um, he made the Hulk grow in height the more angry he got. To the point where he was as tall as buildings. And also, Ang League refused to let any professional mocap actor be the Hulk. Ang Lee wanted to play the Hulk in the mocap studio. I didn't know that. Yeah. He, and there's just interviews of Ang Lee saying, like, you know, why, why try to describe to someone what I want when I know what I want so I can do it myself? And then it just cuts to videos of Ang Lee being the Hulk in the suit. <laughs> just oh, shit. a little um, Asian man trying to pretend like he's the Hulk. And, like, they show the tank scene and Ang Lee side to side, and I laughed the whole time. And I'm just like, I'm glad this movie exists so that I could see this. Okay, okay, listeners, go on YouTube, find that footage, watch it, because that sounds great. I'm going to do the same when we're done. It was on the DVD, I remember, because I rented it. That was the only way I saw Ang Lee's Hulk. I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it once in theaters, and that was good. (laughs) The editing, the comic book editing was cool. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Boom, done. Uh, 2004 came with some more films. Uh, First one was uh, Thomas Jane's The Punisher. Uh, I love this movie. It's um, definitely one of my wife Rachel's favorite comic book movies, for sure, because she loves Thomas Jane, and she loves that movie. Jane is great as the Punisher. Uh, He might have been a bit too young at the time, but he still nailed it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the only thing that that movie suffered from was a lackluster villain, because I cannot feel threatened. (laughs) Yeah, I don't... I don't know how much I f- I don't know how much I feel about that. I think it's I don't know. To me, it's like okay, let's we're just, let's just tell a, mo- a simple mafia story. I don't know if there was anything else they really could have done with it. Maybe I no, no. At. The mafia story was fine. I think more so. I just mean John Travolta himself. I can't take John like, Travolta seriously. I not as a villain. Like he's just he just he seems like he's joking around the whole time. I think if it would have been set in New York and not Miami, that would have helped the film a lot. Oh, yeah, I forgot it was Miami. That's, that was weird. That's another big complaint that he gets. It's just set in Miami, not New York. I mean, whatever, but, yeah, I forgot um, that. Yeah. I, like I said, I like the film. I think Thomas Jane's a fantastic Frank Castle. I really <laughs> hope he can eventually get the role back and play him again, because he really wants to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I love the film. Good good times. Um, move on from there to Spider-Man 2. Uh, the film I can't fucking stand. But everyone, um, again, everyone puts on a pedestal of being one of the greatest comic movies of all time. I do feel that it's the best of the Raimi films, but that's not saying much. No, it's not. Um, it you know there are there is some legitimately good stuff with Doc Ock, but there's also some terrible stuff with Doc Ock. Yeah. Again, the casting of the whole film is perfect and spot on, except for Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst bringing it down again. 
Mm-hmm. And it, the story is, again, Peter wanting to be with Mary Jane, but he can't. And lots oh, of but then he can, and now she can't. Lots of crying, lots of taking his mask off all the fucking time. All the fucking time. Uh, I'll tell everyone my problems with the movie. Uh, Doc Ock is the fucking moron <laughs> throughout the entire film. <laughs> I, need, yeah. I need parts to build my reactor again. I know. I'll steal the parts. No. I'll steal money to buy the parts. <laughs> I need to find Peter Parker. Well, I'm going to throw this car into this cafe that he's in. I hope I don't kill him. I hope I don't murder him. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's just... And, like, there are good scenes in it, but I just it's brought down by the ridiculousness. And I've brought that exact point up to other people, and I even got into a a slight argument with my comic book store guy about it. We respect each other's opinions, but we we definitely argue the Spider-Man films. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just mentioned how I like Amazing Spider-Man 2, but I understand why he would like Spider-Man 2, Rami's version, but there's dumb stuff like that, and his response was just like, oh, well, that's just pure Silver Age cheese, and I'm like, that's fine, but that's terrible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It works in a comic book, but, you know, let's admit it, sometimes it's just not going to work on a, th- in a movie theater. Right. So... Uh, moving from there, we had uh, Blade Trinity. Obviously the peak of the Blade franchise. I, which I just now realized. I can't believe that was 10 years ago already. Fuck. Um, <laughs> Blade Trinity, I feel like, is more notorious because Pat and Oswald has talked about the film, saying how bad it was on set. But mm-hmm. if you look more behind the scenes stuff, like before the shooting, like the film was supposed to be set in a like post-apocalyptic wasteland where Blade's like a, a survivor fighting off, fighting off all the vampires who have like taken over the world. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a great plot. And he was really wanting that. And then they came, the studio's like, oh, that's going to cost too much money. Here, make this movie. And he's like, I don't want to make this movie. Let's so, make this movie, which is supposed to be like a pitch for the Night Stalkers TV show that we want to make. Mm-hmm. Or whatever that team was named. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, know, it was, uh, I don't think it was supposed to be a Midnight Suns type thing. Even though no. Hannibal King's in it. But Yeah. Um, Speaking I, of, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. Love him as Hannibal King. As all the problems this film has, there's two people that are fine in it, and that's Wesley Snipes and Ryan Reynolds. I agree. That, that definitely the, my things I uh, like most about the film, I have most fond memories about the film, is definitely Ryan Reynolds. Um, um, cock juggling thundercunt. <laughs> that's all you need to say. Um, <laughs> the Dracula angle for it could have been way better. Way better, because they um, made him so weak. And why does he have the mutant vampire's mouth thing that literally makes no sense? I don't know. Literally makes no sense. Uh, yeah, so that was the film that obviously kind of killed the franchise because they haven't done anything with it since, except for the Spike TV series that didn't last very long. Which wasn't bad. I watched the uh, the pilot, like the hour and a half opener that like, got released on DVD as like a kind of a movie. It wasn't yeah. bad. It was okay. It was okay for like a, like a um, television blade show. Right. It was, a, it was made in an era where they hadn't, and they hadn't for a while and had not yet started again making superhero slash comic book characters as TV shows. Mm-hmm. So they were trying something kind of different, but they didn't know how to do it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's Blade Trinity. Woo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two, 2005 Electra. I have never seen it. I also have never seen it. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, 2005 <laughs> Man Thing. I have never seen it. That I've seen. Oh, God. Uh, people like to shit on the return of Swamp Thing. That movie is amazing because it knows that it's shit and makes you laugh at how it's shit. Man Thing is just shit, but they think it's a good movie. It's it's 
I don't want to completely shit on Man-Thing, but Man-Thing really strikes me as if Asylum was given the rights to make a Marvel movie, and they made Man-Thing. Well, it wasn't, wasn't it a sci-fi original movie? Yes. So yeah, it's almost that's basically what you got then. Uh, so whoop-de-doo. Enjoy! Uh, 2005 also brought us the first official Fantastic Four movie. Um, I feel like casting all was pretty solid. I get I, Elizabeth Alba wasn't the best. Um, Sue Richards? Or Sue uh, Jessica Alba. Just, what did I say? Elizabeth Alba. Oh, well, whatever. Whatever. Jessica <laughs> what? Alba. My apologies. Jessica Alba was not the best choice for Sue Storm. But aside, I agree. Um, but aside from that, the casting was pretty solid. Yeah, the script was definitely where it got weak. Yes. Someone brought up the best point. It's like they're all in space getting hit by the rays, but now they're back on Earth. Who flew the ship back to Earth? <laughs> Everyone is unconscious. I don't understand. Whatever. Maybe it was Herbie. It was Herbie. Doom was cool in the last like ten minutes of the film he was in it. Yeah, severely underused though. Yeah. That's, and done super differently. You know, like the fa- Doom not being fucking in charge of Laveria, or at least wanting to be, is not Doom. Yeah, like he d- he does not have global domination plots in this film. He's just like, hmm, I'm I'm mad, I guess. Well, he's mad at Richards. They got something right. Yeah, they got that part right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that. I yeah, I guess it's like a it's definitely like a two and a half out of five star movie. It's like eh, it's mostly yeah. harmless, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, then there was the film that uh, almost tanked the X Men uh, franchise in two thousand six, which is the although it made the most year. money. Yeah, it did. Last Stand still money. the most profitable X Men film, even after Days of Future Past came out. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I like how they b- decided to bring in a new writer and director instead of just waiting a year. Um, and I also like how all those writers and that director decided to look at Jean Grey being on fire and a fire phoenix underwater and go, eh, fuck it. Yeah. I don't like the movie. Uh, obviously, most people don't like the movie. I hate the movie for the pure fact that, hey, we have Vinny Jones. I love Vinny Jones. He's going to play the Juggernaut? Great. That sounds amazing. Oh, wait. He's a mutant. Oh. Yeah. And he's not Charles Xavier's stepbrother. At all. Like, oh. even an acknowledgement. Just a mention, you know? Yeah. They, uh, it was a movie that should have been the Phoenix Saga, and instead it was about Leech and the Cure co-starring the phoenix i guess and it wasn't the phoenix it was just an angry jean gray they called herself the phoenix yeah the, I hit, yeah movie that movie has some boss magneto moments like when he picks up the golden gate bridge i'd say magneto is easily the best part of that film he's the best part of the entire franchise ian mckellen's the best part about that entire franchise as far as i'm concerned i'd say mckellen and then after mckellen is fassbender which is funny because oh yes magneto. that's, that's <laughs> true <laughs> if I had to, if I had to take in, day, um, I haven't seen Days of Future Past, but if I took it in first class, I would say Fastbender's the best part of the franchise. Followed then, then Ian McKellen. But we can get to that. We can get to that. They get tossed up, but regardless, Magneto's the best part of the franchise. It's true. But yeah, um, you know, first class was not a good film. It just, no, I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. Last Stand was not Last a Stand good was not a good film. Yes. Uh, 2007 Ross Ghost Rider. I love Nick Cage as uh, Johnny Blaze. It was an okay. It was a decent film. I love Nick Cage, like you said. Um, originally was supposed to have a Matt Murdock cameo, which would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was the same director that did Daredevil, so I was kind of excited for it because, like as you said, I was honestly a big fan of the Daredevil movie. Um, so in that sense, I felt it came up short, but otherwise it wasn't bad. And my only problem was um, the villain. Uh, I always forget his name. Yeah, I don't remember either. But yeah, one. the son of um, Mephisto mm-hmm. just being a dude. 
instead of that big blue fucking monster. Mm-hmm. Which clearly was, you know, an effects slash budget constraint, but even if he was just the monster for the climax, that would have been nice. Yeah. Um, what was it? Sam... Um, what's the actor? Uh, Sam Elliott? Sam Elliott's amazing in it. I remember... I loved yes. him in it, obviously. And then I love Nick Cage, so... The movie's great for those part, for parts of him and Sam Elliott, and then just Nick Cage being Nick Cage. And the script isn't the strongest. It's an okay film. Okay film, yeah. sure. It gets, the sequel's way better, but we'll get to that. <laughs> I agree. Uh, 2007 also brought us to Spider-Man 3. Oh, uh, Jesus. I saw Spider-Man 3 way more times in the theater than I care to admit, but that's because I just kept going with my friend because we thought it was a really funny movie, like comedy-wise. Yeah. So we just kept seeing it. I think I saw that movie probably three or four times purely because I would just go on like a Tuesday when no one was there and just laugh because it's it's ridiculous. It's dumb. I remember I saw the midnight showing of it in my black Spider-Man suit because I was beyond excited, Mm -hmm. and people behind me were a few people behind me were getting angry at how loudly I was laughing at the film. It's a fucking joke. I was there at a midnight showing. I was laughing. It was, it was, it was a joke. And like, I was just like, this can't be real. This can't be real. And everyone likes to blame the producers for ruining that movie. I tell those people that they're fucking stupid because they don't understand that the script of Spider-Man 3 was written by Sam and his brother Ivan. Mm-hmm. Ivan Ramey? Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, I want to say. It's just, it's such a weird first name that you don't hear anymore, like Ivan. Sam, Ted, and Ivan? Yeah, you're right, it's Ivan, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, they wrote the movie. Everything was exactly the same, except instead of Venom, you had the Vulture. Otherwise, everything was the same with Sandman killing Uncle Ben now, and Mary Jane and Peter kind of breaking up, and then Peter getting with Gwen, who was way better than Mary Jane in every conceivable way, so why not date her? Mm-hmm. Um, and like every single problem that Spider-Man 3 had Harry's amnesia helping Peter fight against the everything was there except it was Vulture instead of Venom all the producers did was come in and say hey Sam um, the Vulture's fucking stupid can you at least make this Venom so the kids will want to see the movie that was the only difference they didn't ruin anything it was ruined from the start yep uh, I really like um, the actor that played Sandman uh um, oh, Frank. Uh, no, um, <laughs> no. Nah, yeah, I almost had James Franco. Names. <laughs> um, Thomas Hayden Church. Thank, thank you, thank you. Um, I thought he was really good in the movie. He it's was like, great. There's a lot of elements in the movie that have been fine and they're on their own in like their own film with Spider-Man, but like all these parts crammed together just made a big clusterfuck. Right. It's it's a movie with three villains, and the story is still just about Mary Jane. Like uh, every film, Woo. yeah. Like uh, the other, the previous two Raimi movies, which makes it even worse. Like it, because like you said, you know, there's parts that are gorgeous. The f- the scene of Sandman learning to control the sand is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, James Franco again is fantastic as Harry, especially when he gets super evil when he's tamming it the shit up. <laughs> the pie is so good. How's the pie? Mm, it's so, so good. good. And Turn the around wink. And look at Peter. Then just then teleport away. <laughs> then he's gone, which means he's just hiding under the table because he does not have super speed. Absolutely. Um, uh, and and again, and like the ending, James Franco originally auditioned to be Spider-Man in the Raimi movies. Mm-hmm. The climax where he's the good guy shows how much better he is at being Spider-Man than Tobey Maguire is. Yeah, Toby's a, <laughs> Toby's not very good. Nope. And then um, honestly, uh, everyone shits on Topher Grace as a casting choice, but he did the best he could with that script. And I there's agree. so many lines that Venom has, like when he's in the suit, that literally didn't exist in the script. Topher just improvised all of them to give Venom something to fucking say, and everything that he said was completely 100% character accurate. I agree. He was a great Eddie Brock. 
Yeah. For sure. Um, if, if Marvel uh, ever gets their eyes back and they make another they make, like, Asian Venom or something, I want to for Grace. That'd be cool. So, uh, 2007 brought us the Fantastic Four sequel that also killed the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it was better than the first one. It was. Uh, my biggest complaint is the fact that Doug Jones was Silver Surfer and he did the voice and everything, but then they dubbed him a Florence Fishburne. And the voice that Doug Jones had was perfect. Yeah, I, was like, I don't know if you ever got to. That. I don't know if you ever got to hear the Doug Jones voice. It was. It was in the original trailers before they started re-advertising it with Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, and his voice is perfect, sounding exactly like the Surfer. And then when they announced Lawrence Fishburne was doing a voiceover, my immediate response was, "Oh, so he must be Galactus, because <laughs> he has a deep, commanding voice. He's got to be Galactus no. as a Silver Surfer." What? Oh, yeah. What? Uh, um, Doom in this movie was way better than the first one. He was actually doing things, and he, he definitely took over the power cosmic. When he gets on that surfboard, he's flying around blowing up mountains. I'm like, this is everything I wanted. <laughs> Absolutely agreed. So it got everything right, as far as I'm concerned there. Um, everyone's biggest complaint is that Galactus is a big purple cloud. But if you look at behind-the-scenes stuff, the director specifically did that for a reason, because the time Fox was planning to do a Silver Surfer movie, and the director of this, the, this Fantastic Four film didn't want to establish what he looked like for that director, so he left it ambiguous. That way that the next director could figure it out and do what they want to do, and everyone's like, wants to shit all over that, saying that ain't good. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like it, but I definitely never shed all over it, because I understood why. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Uh, better than the first one, but still not great. Yeah. Well, also, wait, Johnny Storm this. became um, Super Scroll. Yes. <laughs> I like how they kind of put that in there without using scrolls. Uh, so, uh, 2008 is when it brought about the big Marvel Studios, like, uh, golden age of superhero films, absolutely. I guess. A- absolutely. And say what you will about the Marvel Studios as a whole at this point, but uh, that year, Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk really kind of isolated what comic book movies should be. Like, they showed everything that came before, like, this is why you should be worried about accuracy and sticking to the comics and taking the shit seriously. And funny enough, those are, like, my two favorite Marvel Studios films. Mm, they're near the top for me as well. Yeah, so the first year was the the first time out was the best time out. <laughs> yeah, so Iron Man, great. Uh, it's great. Uh, everyone, I, and everyone needs to fucking remember that back in two thousand eight, Iron Man was a fucking like C D lister character. No Absolutely, one shit. And that no movie one put Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. on the fucking map. Yep. And it was good. Good film. Um, um the Jeff Bridges, Bridges is great. Yes, I in love a cave him. out of scraps. <laughs> Jeff Bridges is so great. My favorite story on Iron Man. Is that originally um, Ironmonger wasn't the villain, it was um, Crimson Dynamo. And so Jeff Bridges kept on asking and begging to be put into a suit to fight Iron Man. They kept on saying, sorry Jeff, not this movie, not this movie, maybe the sequel, maybe the sequel. And then the script, you know, they never had a final script the entire film. Mm -hmm. So eventually one day they were like, Jeff, we got some good news. And he was (laughs) the most excited little boy in the world that he got to wear a suit and fight Iron Man. Hell yeah. Uh everyone knows most of these Marvel Studios films have a general opinion if we don't really like it we'll talk about it but otherwise let's move on uh, The Incredible Hulk I love The Incredible Hulk it's I love The Incredible Hulk I think I, it's uh, an yeah. underrated Marvel film because everyone acts like it's the black sheep of the Marvel movies but it's so fucking good yeah Edward Norton was fucking amazing and he fought tooth and nail to make that movie make sure that movie was amazing mm-hmm. Tim Roth is fucking great in it um, oh yeah Abomination was it Liv, T- Liv Tyler got replaced for Betty uh, Liv Tyler became Betty because originally saying, it was Jennifer that's Conley. That's what I'm saying. She yeah, replaced yeah. Um, um, Jennifer yeah. Conley. Yeah. yeah, she was great in it. The movie's fantastic. I love it. It's it has equal. It definitely. It's definitely more of the Bill Bixby era Hulk mm-hmm. type stuff, where it's more of a Banner trying to deal with this curse, like it's on him, and yeah. try to handle and control himself. It's but also letting Hulk do more than just fight the military. Absolutely, he's fighting Abomination, and it's all over the place, and. 
it's great. I love this movie. I squee all about it all the fucking time. Great movie. Yeah. It, it highly highly underrated. And then obviously dumping Norton later for things. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 2008 also brought us the last Punisher film, Punisher Warzone, which I just saw recently, and it's fucking amazing. I can't believe you had never seen it before. I, if I would have known that, I would have told you years ago to see this movie because it's right up your alley. Absolutely. I just don't know why. I think at the time I was like, oh, no Thomas Jane. Uh, who's this Ray Stevenson guy? Uh, I'm not going to see this. And then um, the podcast, How Did This Get Made, with Paul Shear and uh, people, they interviewed the director, and she was just talking about it and how, like, all this stuff, I didn't know about it, so I was like, oh, shit. So I picked up watched it. Movie's fucking amazing. If you haven't seen this movie, you need to get on it. There's, a, like, a decapitation, like, the first five minutes. Uh, Wayne Knight's in it. My, fa- my favorite scene is when they catch the one mobster dude and the cop's about to arrest him, but Castle just shoots him. And yes. the police officer's only response is, God damn it, Castle! Like, it happens all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, if you haven't seen that movie, check it out. Um, then there's 2009's X-Men Origins Wolverine, which uh, I swear the work print had better finished effects than the actual product. I agree. Uh, between Deadpool being ridiculous, um, and again, Ryan Reynolds did the best he fucking could in the beginning of the film, and then because of his scheduling conflict, he couldn't be Deadpool throughout the rest of the film. So they just got some stunt guy that kind of sort of looked like Ryan Reynolds and covered half of his face with latex and didn't let him talk. Sounds um, like Deadpool to me. And also, um, Wolverine's claws in the bathroom scene literally look worse than the animated gun in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> I I wanted I was expecting his claws to start talking to him. Well, hey there, Logan, where have you been? We're yeah. covered in metal now. I don't know who thought that looked okay to send out. And they have practical claws that he could wear. For the past three films, they looked great. <laughs> For some reason, this film, with its huge budget, can't fucking make claws right. Yeah, so it was a terrible film. The yeah. guy who played Sabretooth in this was really good, though. Um, too short to be Sabretooth, and Hugh Jackman's too tall well, no, to be Wolverine. Apparently, this, apparently when, when the Sabretooth fell off of the, the nuclear reactor towers, he hit his head, then he couldn't talk anymore in the, in the first X-Men film. Oh, no, absolutely, and his face changed. Yeah, clearly. And he forgot who Wolverine was. And he grew, like, two feet. <laughs> uh, so then, um, 2010 brought Iron Man 2. Uh, I fucking can't. This movie just wasted potential all around, farted See, everything out. I don't hate it as much as other people do, um, but I feel that a lot of people blame it being bad on the fact that it shoot in a bunch of Avengers stuff. I don't feel that way. I disagree with that completely. I think the coolest parts of the movie were the Avengers stuff. What made it bad was the lack of a good villain, and the fact that the villain that they had, they didn't make us care about him. You know, you had, like, Mickey yes. Rourke doing a great job, oh, yeah. but he did jack shit in the film. Yeah, the film's building up to this huge finale fight between him and uh, War Machine and Iron Man. Yeah, War, uh, yeah, War Machine and Iron Man. And uh, they built up to this big finale, big finale. Oh, he's dead. Okay, we're done. Okay, yeah, thank, and, like, thanks, Sam Elliott was great as Hammer. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and, again, Mickey Rourke was great. If they just made... I think if they made the story more of Mickey Rourke was working with Russia, and Russia made their own version of Iron Man, but Mickey went nuts because of his father's involvement with Stark in the past. Mm-hmm. And, like, just made it like, no, I have to kill Iron Man to prove that I matter. That would have been a lot more interesting than whatever the fuck they were doing. Yeah, make it more Crimson Dynamo. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been great. Uh, the biggest problem with the film has a couple things, like, uh, Vonk, as Ivan Vanko was that, was, what was the name of Mickey Rourke's character? I'll say Rourke, whatever. Mickey Rourke, I, I'm gonna go to the racetrack, <laughs> And I'm gonna attack these cars to draw at Iron Man. Well, good thing Tony's Tony's there. I don't like the entire scene's kind of silly to me. Yeah. Um, 
it started. It, the movie's based on the same story as the first one. Hey, the, you think this guy's the villain? Nope, not this guy. It's this other guy. How, and Tony you, has to build this thing to save his how, life. Yeah. How did you think this was gonna work out <laughs> when people found out about your plan? Do you think we were just gonna forget? I don't. Yeah, it was. It was dumb. Um. So then we move on to 2011. Brought the uh, next like not sequel Marvel movie, which was Thor. Uh, it was okay. I remember talking about Thor in the past. It's very forgettable, in my opinion, but it's a solid movie. Yeah, it's a fun movie. I, I like it a bit. I like a lot of the Asgard stuff. I like how everything looks very Asgard. The Asgard um, stuff is great. Kat Dennings is in it, so five stars right there. Meow Meow. <laughs> and Meow Meow is a great joke. Anyone that hates that joke can get out of my face. I love Meow Meow as a joke. <laughs> Uh, so moving on, uh, there's uh, 2011 also brought X Men First Class, my favorite X Men film. It uh, set up great potential for a reboot of the series that they just completely shat all over. Because Singer cares more about his universe than good movies. Um, the first half of the movie is basically a like Magneto James Bond film hunting down and killing Nazis, and it's fucking amazing. Um, I didn't see First Class for a long time because The Last Stand and Wolverine Origins turned me off of X Men movies completely. But when I finally saw it, it blew me away. It was so good. The only yeah. thing that bothers me is that they make they let Mystique grow and shrink like four feet, which I know I'm not an X Men expert, but that's like morph shit. Like that's not Mystique level shit. But whatever, that was just slight annoyance that I had. Yeah, the film for me gets a bunch of points just because of Fastbender. Fastbender just is Fastbender amazing, and and Kevin Bacon of course. Kevin Bacon's amazing in the film. Yes. So uh, yeah, yeah, good movie. Great, great film. There definitely my five out of definitely one of my five out of fives. Um, then there was also Captain America: The First Avenger. My, I think my favorite Marvel movie. Although I have to see Guardians again personally, but I love what Joe Johnson did with the film. You have a lot more praise for this movie than I do. I know that. It just um, I, Joe Johnson to me is like one of the best directors for that sort of era because he also did The Rocketeer, mm-hmm. and I think he he hits a home run with The First Avenger. Um, some stuff was way too short, and there could have been way more stuff in World War II as opposed to you know, dancing on a stage for as long as he did was. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, it was really solid. Hugo Weaving as the Red Skull was perfect casting. I agree. And, he's great. And yeah, um, Chris My, is a great Captain America. He is. He's a great Captain America. My biggest problem is the film is that it feels like the first half of the film is a good, solid story. Then there's a huge uh, montage. Then all of a sudden, there's an ending. It just yeah. felt really disjointed. Like, either another polish on the script or maybe make the film a little bit longer or... Again, are gonna cut some stuff. Make like you said, make cutting out a lot more of the singing crap at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's just <coughs> it gets really strange there at the, when they get to the montage. Then everything like all of a sudden, this car- Agent Carter likes loves him and all this weird stuff. There's a lot of just dumped stuff quickly, and I don't quite care for it. That's my personal. No, that's fine. Yeah. 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 Um, 2012 brought about one of my fa- first film of that year was one of my favorite superhero films of all time. That's a Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. It's absolutely the best comedy of 2012, and I'm not saying that sarcastically or ironically. I love the Spirit of Vengeance. I had such a good time in the theater with that movie. Oh, same here. We I went with uh, like five or six friends. There was only maybe 15 or 20 people in that theater. They all knew what they were in for. Yeah. We knew that Nick Cage is having a good time on screen. That means we're going to have a good time. <laughs> exactly. Everyone was loving it, having a blast. And that's the film was meant to be that way. Like, yeah. the, the guys who did Crank did it. Um, so you know you know. I mean, they outright said in interviews, they told Nick Cage, go for it. Go nuts. Go as far as you want. And you don't say that if you're trying to make a super serious... No, absolutely not. <laughs> 
the part where he's like transforming on the bike is like faces contorting all and he's just screaming and and also the the ghost rider looked amazing in the film the special effects looked great for it yeah eerie and dark and look the flame effect looked great it was great loved it good movie i love it yeah yeah um then brought uh i would argue one of the most overrated comic book movies of all time that's uh, the avengers i you mm, see i feel that the avengers suffers from the same thing that final fantasy 7 does it's not necessarily overrated but it's definitely overhyped I, I could say I could see that then. Yeah, um, because I mean, like, and it, it, I see why. You know, it's the first time they did something like this. You know, it's a bunch of heavyweights coming together for this huge ensemble movie that had never been done before. I get the hype, but upon subsequent viewings, it's a whole lot of nothing going on. That's how I felt when I was in the theater watching it. I was like, okay, so these people want the want this cube thing, this MacGuffin. So we gotta make sure they don't get the MacGuffin. So they so they can don't do this thing with the MacGuffin, and then I feel like a lot of the films is trying to be Transformers, like just have big things smash into buildings and blow things up. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, and I liked it more than you did, especially in the theater. But I agree that in subsequent, I mean, it's definitely not the best Marvel movie. Um, never mind, it's definitely not the best superhero movie. Yeah. Um, but I, I, but for me, it probably it might be like in the top five for the Marvel movies, which given what my opinions are of, like, all the other Phase 2 Marvel movies is also not saying much. Yeah, I might do the same. <laughs> I, I would say in the theater is a fun movie, but if you thought about it at all, it was rather, eh, what, yeah. what I watch. Everyone wants to start, this is definitely everyone start bringing on this thing of Black Widow being a great character. I just felt like she's a couch. <laughs> she's she's a useful piece of furniture, kind of, but I she's agree. not necessary to fill the room out. Yeah. It's like everyone, yeah, so I don't know. That's yeah. I, I don't really quite care for the Avengers that much. I I, I get it. For it's like, oh, cool. They brought together these things. And jo- film- Joss Whedon honestly was a good choice for the director and the writer for that film. But unfortunately, that started the rest of the Marvel movies wanting to pretend it like they were all Joss Whedon. Yeah, and I don't quite care for Joss Whedon because everyone I- has to be quippy, quirpy, uh, say jokey lines all the time. I get that that it, it has its place, but all the time it gets to be too much for me. Um, and, and Bill, you know that I usually 100% agree with you about Whedon. Mm-hmm. Just in this film, I felt that it worked. Yeah, there's, a, there's a couple things that just bother me. So that's, that's totally understandable. Yeah, that's <laughs> we there. would probably agree. I think I think the only thing that we disagree on is how much it bothers us. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Um, 2012 then brought about the big reboot for the Spider-Man franchise, which I think has been nothing but good for I the ag- franchise. I agree. It's been great. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man in particular still had some problems. It wasn't perfect. The lizard plotline slash endgame was really kind of dumb and samey and mm-hmm. generic. Everything else was still better than the other Raimi movies, Andrew though. Garfield is an, is, is an okay Peter Parker, but a perfect Spider-Man. I like him more as Peter, but I, I agree with most people that say he's not as good as Peter, but I think that's because of the writing. They make yeah. they make Peter too cool, but also some people say that, like Peter has to be a super loser nerd. I'm like that's not that's not really super accurate. I mean he was kind of bullied, but aside from that, Peter Parker's surrounded by a bunch of people that love him and are mm-hmm. friends with him and think Peter Parker is a cool guy. So, like I agree that the skateboarding was too much, but he doesn't have to be a piece of dog shit nerd like Tobey Maguire <laughs> played him. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't have to be all the time crying and all the time taking his mask yeah. off. And- <laughs> So, yeah, I like the film quite a bit. Um, and I like the suit in it, too. I don't know why everyone shat on it. I like yeah. the fact that it didn't have raised webbing. I hate the raised webbing. Mm-hmm. And I, I like... I, I've always been a fan of the mechanical webbing, so I was really happy they went back to that. Oh, yeah, and how he, like, made it. Mm-hmm. Like he would in the comics. Also, uh, although the, although it was a retreading of an origin that I felt we didn't really need, 
it was kind of important for this reboot, but also it got me the scene of him not understanding his his super strength yet mm. when he tried to brush his teeth. Yeah. W- <laughs> worth the re- origin retelling just for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 2013 brought about uh, some more films, as every year does, I suppose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Iron Man 3. Worse than I... Iron Man 2. In my uh, opinion, it's worse than Iron Man Two. I can't, I can't fucking stand it. It's the same fucking story of, hey, the guy you thought was the villain, not the villain. It's me. I don't know what my end game is here, but it, it was terrible. I, I give the movie some credit, only because it takes place during Christmas time, and I love Christmas. And even and that's not enough. Shane Black. Yeah, I mean, like, and yeah, it was a fun, funny movie, but that's not enough to sustain the film to me. And I, I get people's love for the twist on the on the Mandarin, but for me, someone who's been waiting three movies to see the Mandarin pop up in the films, I was rather pissed by it. And everyone tries to do the thing of, well, uh, they, they're setting it up like the Mandarin still exists and stuff. It's like, yeah, that's great. That wasn't in the fucking movie. Yeah. They've already pissed me off. They've already lost me. They can't yeah. bring... Because everything now feels like a retread. Like, and oh, also, no. that's Marvel trying to fix what Shane Black did, mm-hmm. as opposed to like that being the plan, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just it bothers me and like it's like hey not only is this not the mandarin we're gonna do a fart joke too with it yeah it's gonna be awesome it's yeah, gonna no. be fantastic and i feel like they completely brush over all the ptsd stuff it's like hey i could go to my buddy Rhodes and talk to him about it no i'm just talk to some kid some kid solved all my problems yeah i i thought mm. well first let me say i love the silver centurion armor so i'm glad that it was in there and it didn't just get ripped apart in a second like all the other armors did so sweet um but also, I thought that he was going to fix his PTSD because the reason why he had it was because he saw space and saw something that he couldn't control. So I thought the movie was going to end with him making space armor. Mm-hmm. And that would fix it because he'd be like, okay, now I have a handle of the situation. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like it. Don't care for the film. Fuck it. Go to hell. Fuck it. Uh, then there's the Wolverine. Didn't see it. it was, I'm, so, I saw I'm it. so tired of X-Men films at this point. I'm just done, kind of. I saw it just because at this point I feel I'm obligated to see superhero movies. Um, it was good, but it was like compl- it didn't need to exist at all. Like nothing really important happens in the film, which on one hand I appreciate that it's just a story about an adventure that Wolverine goes on instead of like a big global like world gonna end event. But also nothing really fucking happened. Yeah, like there wasn't too much of character development. You know, he lost his healing factor, but he still never bled when his claws came out. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, and, like, there's some cool action stuff, and, like, it wasn't bad, but... And it just didn't need to exist. I liked it, but it was just like, okay, that was fun, I guess. I saw it once, and that was enough for me. And for some reason, still the bone claws look terrible in CGI. Rad. Uh, 2013, Thor Dark... Uh, last, last film of that year was uh, Thor The Dark World. Uh, Christopher Eccleston was really wasted in it. I agree, because he's a great actor and great as a villain, but completely underused. Yeah, um, but at least he was the villain the whole fucking time. Yes, that's that, that's a good point at this Marvel films <laughs> at this point, keeping one villain and making that villain be the villain. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's things I like about it. I feel like they're getting to the point where they're becoming too self-aware about Tom Hiddleston's popularity and they're just shoving him down my fucking throat. While mm-hmm. he's a good actor and such, I just felt I was getting too much of him. I, I was glad to... that he killed Curse, because I like the idea that the not-strong guy killed the really strong guy. Mm-hmm. But... Otherwise, yeah, he was heavily overused because Loki's popular. Yeah, um, that, that, that's it. Uh, way more fun than the first Thor. Um, probably a weaker movie overall, but if I had to choose which one to watch, I'd rather watch The Dark World. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've seen them both once. I, it's one of those things where I feel like I don't need to see them ever again. <laughs> no, I, yeah, same here, yeah. 
Um, so let's move into 2014 with more recent stuff uh, this year, of course. Um, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Uh, some good action pieces, but otherwise, I just did not give a shit about this movie. I thought the entire thing was painfully average, and I don't understand why everyone treats it like it's the Messiah of superhero movies. It's everything is like to the letter generic espionage spy movie. Absolutely, there's way better. There's, it's like they're taking pieces from better films, but not doing a good, not improving on it. Everyone says this is a great espionage movie. There's plenty of movies in the 70s and 80s that are way better than this fucking movie. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and there's um, outright, there's mo- there was moments in the theater where I was watching it that I was speaking the sentences that were about to be said before they were said, just because yeah. that's how point and click it was. Like, copy and paste, I meant to say. Oh, we need to find... Uh, my, here's my biggest beef with the movie, is like, this character logic. Hey, uh, Black, Black Widow and Captain America, hey, we need to find someone we can trust. How about Hawkeye? No, let's, I'm, I know this guy that works with veterans that I run with every day. We can totally <laughs> trust that guy. That I just totally met by accident one day. Yeah, this guy I've met and like spent 13 minutes with. Really, uh, Steve? I think him. I think you should call Tony. I think no. No, I, I'm gonna trust this guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh... My only um, favorite part of the film, um, which I probably wasn't meant to be anyone's favorite part, was just when Falcon explains to them how the wings are behind a bunch of security. And then Steve and Black Widow just look at each other and say, oh, there won't be any problem. And then the next scene, he already has his wings because that's how little of a problem it was for them. Like, they could have easily put another bullshit action scene there where there was no threat at all, but they didn't. And I honestly really appreciated that. This movie also continued the streak of having Marvel films have a villain that's not the villain, but this is the real villain. Yep. So that was that. Yeah. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, loved it. Loved it! Uh, Up until Guardians, it was definitely my favorite superhero movie of 2014. And in also 2013, and also 2012. <laughs> like, I love The Amazing Spider-Man 2. If we were comparing all Marvel movies, including the Marvel Studio movies, like, versus the non-Marvel Studio ones, Amazing Spider-Man 2 would probably be in the top three for me. Yeah, I really liked it. I, I agree that it's a little overstuffed, a little long. They're, they could have cut a lot of the Richard Parker stuff. I completely, 1,000% agree with everyone's, like, criticism of that. Otherwise, I thought the film was great. I think it was a good Electro, good... Um, I, I, as much as the, we didn't get a whole lot of Green Goblin, the actor playing uh, Harry and his like demented side, he looked ugly as shit. Looked great. I loved it. It as, wasn't like a stupid Power Ranger helmet again. As much as I love William Defoe's version of the Green Goblin and like that sort of version of crazy, which completely works, I loved this version of crazy. Like where he's like he can't help. He, it's kind of like a Joker. Um, in mm-hmm. the sense of like he can't help but smile all the time, and he's talking crazy shit through his teeth because he can't stop. And, yeah. like, he's twitchy the whole time because he's that fucking crazy. I love... That's a Green Goblin that I'm terrified of. Yeah, I'm down for it. <laughs> now, um, have you, I've seen you've seen the home video release for it. Yes. With all the... Does that... The head extra... Did that have um, deleted scenes or was the scenes put back into the film? It was just deleted scenes. They were not put back into the film, thankfully, because they were terrible. Okay. Because um, I knew... I, I don't know if maybe that... Maybe the scenes don't matter, but I know the film was definitely edited because apparently the original, like, the, the fight scene between uh, Spider-Man and the Green Goblin was apparently too violent that those pushing the film into our territory. Oh, that wasn't on the, even on the Blu-ray. Oh, well, I, I... Maybe it just wasn't included because maybe there was slight edits to, yeah. the, to make change. I just never heard, heard that. There was definitely some edits. Oh, yeah, and I love the fight. fight between Peter and the and Goblin because it was so close range, which is not something you get to see much with, like, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, like, they kept on grappling each other. It looked great. Like, it was a very high-tense scene, and even though you fucking know Gwen's gonna die, I was still being like, oh, save her. Save her. Oh, God, no. 
Are they gonna do it? Are they gonna do it? Yeah, they did it. And I, they I, did. I, they fucking false. did it. Like yeah. they didn't. They didn't make it like a pussyfoot around. Like no, she, she died. She slammed yeah. into the ground and immediately died. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, mm. I love the film. Great film. Um, X Men Days of Future Past. Didn't see it. Didn't care. I saw it. Um, it's good. Like objectively, it is a good movie, but it. It's not as good as First Class, and it's really brought down a lot by Brian Singer forcing us to accept his version instead of the First Class version. That's kind of how I felt, going, but that's why I didn't see it. I'm like, I've already seen <clears throat> two Brian Singer films like 10 years ago. This is old hat. I'm done. Uh, first Class was a great reboot of the series, and now we're just going to shit all over that and go back to my thing, because I'm Brian Singer. I control X-Men. No, go fuck yourself. Yeah, so... That, that's how I felt about it. So yeah. I didn't see it. I'm it sure sometime me, I'll get around to it, but... What what um, threw me off as, as well was, like, Amazing Spider-Man 2 made me feel a lot of emotions. Like, a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Days of Future Past made me feel nothing. Like, it made me <laughs> laugh at a few times, but, like, I felt no emotions. Like, I was just there with my eyes on the screen and nothing happened to my brain. Sounds like the best kind of film experience that I have. <laughs> yep. Might as well have this, like, noise blasting at you <laughs> for an hour and a half. That's pretty much what it was. Uh, the last film, comic <clears throat> film of the year, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <coughs> I think it's okay. I had fun, and I thought it was funny, and it was a good. It was definitely. A, it's fun to see a like James Gunn film. That's a like a big studio film, right? And to see Lloyd Kaufman on the, the on the screen. I was glad to see Lloyd Kaufman in prison. Film in that in Stanley and Adulterer. <laughs> yes, just like real life. <laughs> um, my, the best part of the film, film for me is Dave Bautista as Drax. Uh, he was the best. He was fantastic. I didn't quite. I thought Gamora was highly underwritten and not very good <clears throat> compared to her comic counterpart. Um, I thought sometimes, as much as I like fun and having good time and jokes and stuff, I felt like sometimes the film was verging too much on like internet jokey humor. Personally. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I will hold it up there as probably being one of the, my favorite Marvel Studios films up there next to Hulk, but that's not saying much because I don't like most of them. And right. So it's like, how much how much praise is that? Oh, my biggest complaint, I will say real quick before I pass off to you, is that uh, Ronan was completely fucking wasted in this movie. I agree. If you want to p- pick a villain that you want to be cosmic, just there's tons you can pick that are throwaways. Why did you have to pick Ronan the Accuser to be your throwaway cosmic villain? Mm-hmm. The guy's a badass in the universe, in the Marvel universe, and your version of him was very different from what was in the comics. Mm-hmm. And I'm not normally a sticker on that, but it's like there's better options. Why'd you do this? I don't. Especially when they could keep using Ronan in the future. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. I so I mean, I liked the movie clearly more than you did. Um, I thought again, it was one of those ones where it made me feel lows and highs. Like I appreciate that what is otherwise a really high upbeat, almost a borderline straight comedy starts off with oh your mother's dying of cancer like yeah, uh, i mean it made that. me cry it legitimately made me really cry in the first five minutes of the movie and that's good <laughs> it didn't get me I'll, I'll side note uh the the beginning of jj uh, abram star trek mm-hmm. the opening scene for that gets me every time mm-hmm. so it's like i always compare any movie opening like cry quote quote emotional scene to that because that scene i can watch it all the time it's like when um Chris Hemsworth is uh, is playing Kirk's father, and he's all fucking gonna crash the, the sh- ship yeah. into the Romulans and stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. Fantastic yeah. scene. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I liked a lot. I think it's a way better team movie than the Avengers is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's way more actual scenes that there's stuff happening with them together, so that you get to know them instead of them just sitting in a room and talking and then fighting and then talking. 
Um, <laughs> like, it's a natural evolution of them becoming friends, and I thought that worked really well. Um, I'm not a big... I'm not super knowledgeable about the Guardians of the Galaxy, but prior to the film, I was already a big fan of Groot and Rocket Raccoon, so I was very pleased with their portrayal in the film. I thought it was very spot-on for both of them. And Vin <laughs> Diesel acted the shit out of those three words. Well, yeah, but if you've seen the Iron Giant, he knows you know he's going to do that. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, like, he went out of his way to make sure James Gunn directed him for every line, and he wanted to know what he was saying with every line, so he knew how to play it, and he, you could tell. Yeah. And, uh... <clears throat> Good movie, probably in my, you know, I think second after Captain America of the Marvel Studios films for me. Yeah, it, it's pretty high up there. I, mm... Definitely in the top five. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of things I appreciate about the film making for it. Like, I appreciate James Gunn. I like Michael Rooker. I like Batista. And there's a lot of things I like, but as a whole, it's just like a lot of things. I'm like, eh, I, yeah. can, I can do. I can do without. I'm fine. No, that's fine. Um, I will say it made me so excited and pumped afterwards that I immediately became disinterested in Avengers two because it's going to be more dumb Earth stuff that I don't care about from Phase two instead of cool space stuff that I want to see more of. Well, let's. Uh, and also, kind of... I think it's important to note that James Gunn's version of Guardians was not the try to be Joss Whedon that the other Phase Two Marvel movies were. I agree with that. Very good point. He was very his own sense of humor, very his own. Everyone was their unique individual. Yeah. Not, not just court machines. Everyone had their own personality to it for sure. And I hope Marvel sees the money that it made and understands that not everything has to be like uh, Joss Whedon. They probably won't. Yeah, probably they're, won't. They're a movie studio. They don't yeah. usually. Uh, so as we wrap things up, let's kind of like uh, just kind of give some thoughts on not is there anything coming up for the next from 2015 on from Marvel that you want to you think is interesting to talk about or um I'm curious to see how terrible Ant Man or good Ant Man is you know I mean I don't want to sound like I'm knocking it immediately because I will not legitimately judge the film until I see it just with mm-hmm. all the shit that's been happening I yeah. can't wait to see if it's a disaster or not um, Age of Ultron that trailer looked cool but you know any the trailers for Iron Man three looked cool. Yeah, that trailer. <laughs> I made the joke. It's like that trailer is like every superhero movie in like the past five years. Um, uh, although but, I do, I do appreciate that a nice side effect of Disney owning Marvel is that they could use music from Pinocchio. Yeah, I hope that I, the trailer for Black Panther uses "I Just Can't Wait to Be King" from The Lion King. <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah, my my show brought that up for sure. Like, there's no strings on me. Oh man, is he is he gonna sing more songs from Pinocchio in this movie? I hope if so. If it is, it'll be the greatest movie of all time. I agree. But to see this big three hundred million, you know, you know, huge, you know, three hundred four hundred million dollar movie, just have the villain sing Pinocchio songs. Yeah. Um, um. Otherwise, but the trailer just doesn't interest me. Everyone's like jizzing in their pants. I'm like, this is like every other superhero trailer the only the thing that is different things and then the only thing that is different that i thought did look legitimately interesting was how terrifying ultron looked when he's like in that messed up suit mm-hmm. he looked like a monster and that i liked but yeah. whatever um so then we got after that 2016 deadpool we'll see if that actually works out uh captain america civil war was way more excited for captain america serpent society yep um Civil War. How can you if it if it's a name only? Why? And if they're trying to adapt the comic story, good luck with that. Like the majority of what made that comic story important and relevant, you don't have the rights to. Like I said, it's just using um a, the name from a popular, well-known story, just like the Winter Soldier did. And Captain America: Civil War will have much to do with the comic Civil War, as Captain America: Winter Soldier had to do with the story, the Winter Soldier, meaning barely right. anything. Yeah, probably. Uh, um, and I appreciate the Robert Downey Jr.'s in it, which is clearly a choice that's left over from when they were sharing the date with Batman Superman, and they had to compete. 
Mm-hmm. Um, X-Men Apocalypse, Singer's directing it, so I don't give a shit. Same here. Um, Do- Doctor Strange, uh, if... if I, I keep seeing people saying it's confirmed, but then some say it's still in talks. I'm going to assume it's still in talks until I see a fucking trailer. Yeah, there's been a lot of people that have been talked to, and they've turned it down, so that movie sounds like a turd. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'm curious. It could potentially be the most interesting of the Phase 3 movies, but I'm not getting my hopes up. No, not either. Um, that's also supposedly still so far. Sony's not super sure, but also 2016 will also see The Sinister Six, which I think would be cool just because I want to see that guy as the Green Goblin more. Yeah, and I want to see them... Fuck do, up Oscorp. Uh, yeah, do, just do uh, Vulture stuff. Vulture, who else? Uh, I want to see Craven. I want to see Craven the Hunter in a uh, like a Spider-Man film in a long time. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so yeah, that if that goes off the ground, it'd be great. Uh, see, they are looking at another 2017 Wolverine sequel. Who knows what's going on there? I bet There's Wolverine the, kills people in it. Uh, oh yeah, no, we forgot. Uh, 2015 also has the Fantastic Four reboot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which I'm holding. I'm holding hopes for. I know there's been been some images out there, but I'm waiting to see how the finished product is before passing judgment. I agree. I love the Fantastic Four. I'd like to see something good come out of it. I agree. Um, what else coming up for Marvel? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two. Um, if it's I'm more, more excited for that one. than anything else <laughs> mm-hmm. from Marvel Studios. I mean, oh yeah, I agree because it's like if it's if it's. If it's more like the first one, that means I'll at least have a good time and not, you know, hate it. Yeah, so. it, you at least won't hate it, which more, should more not Batista. be the uh, basis for going to Marvel films, I feel. If, if Batista's in it, and Batista's as well written as he was in the first one, I'll probably enjoy it. Yeah. Because um, he's the best part about the majority, the, pretty much the entire Marvel movie versus Dave Batista. I agree. Uh, uh, Black Panther. Um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. It, uh, my favorite part of the Black Panther movie is that it debuts two weeks before the Justice League, so... There will be two oh. weeks where people know who Black Panther is, and then he will disappear out of the box office. I am. I fully expect that movie to get either pushed back or pushed move forward or just canceled. Mm-hmm. If it was two weeks earlier, I think it would be in a better place box office wise. Yeah, you know, and I'm not. And I'm not speaking stopped. this as a DC fanboy. I'm not shitting on Black Panther. I love T'Challa. Just I feel that that's a terrible place to put a solo movie that you're trying to sell to the public two weeks before like the big huge dc movie agreed um uh, and also uh thor ragnarok is that year i'll see it but whatever oh uh well for just, okay i'm looking okay i'm looking at the calendar here and i'm getting mixed up my bad uh yeah thor ragnarok and then it'll be uh ragnarok no, i'll see how i'll wait and see how it goes if the wrecking crew isn't in it then go fuck themselves yep i agree uh 20 uh, then 2018 then uh, the Infinity War Part 1. I think it's cool. That's That was the only thing that I thought was really cool about the Marvel announcement was that Avengers Infin- the Infinity Gauntlet story will be a two-parter. Let's hope it's better than the two-parter for the book movies, like the Harry Potter movies, yes. the Twilight movies, where the first half is boring <laughs> as fuck because they have to save everything for the second movie. Right. Um, that's the, That would be Amazing Spider-Man 3. Again, maybe. Sony's not super sure, but mm-hmm. if so, I'm excited for that because I loved Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I'm all for it. Bring more... Uh, then there's the Captain Marvel movie the, for Marvel, the Carol Danvers version, yeah, which I'll I think is interesting. See how it turns out, yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I, that's going against Aquaman, and everyone might like to shit and make jokes about Aquaman, but way more people know who Aquaman is. So, if there's a good trailer, I guarantee you people will be in the seats. And plus, that'll be post uh, Justice League. Yeah, absolutely. So if they do it right, right, that movie can make bank for sure. Yeah, unless they introduce Captain Marvel in a cool way in like Guardians Two or the Thor Ragnarok movie. To be fair, you know, like... It'd be a good fight, for sure. Yeah. Uh, And I like Carol way more than anyone else's Captain Marvel. (laughs) I'm not too familiar with Captain Marvel as a whole, so it's like, okay, I'll I'll see whatever it sees. Well, he says Shazam, 
And then he turns into a huge name dispute across all the companies. That ends up one company becoming bankrupt because the other company sues them into bankruptcy. Yes. Uh, there's the Inhumans movie. Uh, we don't know shit about it, so I'm interested to see what who all the cast, what, what all they do with it, yeah. how it relates to the rest of the Marvel universe. It's basically films. Marvel being like, we don't have the X-Men, so we're going to push the Inhumans now. Here's Black Bolt. That's a cool character, right? I love Black... I do like Black Bolt, and I like his wife, Medusa, and mm-hmm. that's where my interest of the Inhumans completely f- drops off. You don't like <laughs> you don't like Karnak? I, I'm sorry, I don't like Karnak. <laughs> um, then, wrapping up for the news is uh, uh, Infinity War Part 2. Who knows? We'll wait and see. Yeah, again. Um, current characters in the universe, maybe things will get better, but if you're going off comic book-wise, like how powerful the Infinity Gauntlet is, I'm going to really look forward to uh, Iron Man dying and everyone else dying. Yeah. So it would be interesting. Especially because they don't have the rights to Galactus. No. And that's, that's one of those things. Like, uh, f- uh, Disney tried to play ball with Fox, and like, let Fox keep, keep the rights to, like, two or three different Marvel characters for a lot, like, way longer. Like, generously longer in exchange to just share the character of Galactus and the Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. And Fox was like, no, you're my ball, no. You know, versus, okay. like, Disney and Sony. Disney was just like, hey, can we put Oscorp in the Avengers? And Sony was just like, fuck yeah, you can. And the only reason why it didn't happen was the CGI guys were just like, you, you understand it takes a really long time to make a building in the CGI city, right? We can't do that now. Yeah. So uh, that's the Marvel movies. Uh, you guys either agreed with us or hate us. Probably hate us because we said something negative about Marvel <laughs> movies. <laughs> Everyone has short, t- short tempers for that stuff. Seriously. Um, and I work so, for Marvel, motherfuckers. I should know what I'm talking about. I'm officially Spider-Man. Officially. Um, so overall, I, in a whole, I don't care for the Marvel films. I'm sure you can. everyone can chalk that up to me being some DC fanboy. But in general, I'm just like, eh. For most part, most part they never really do much for me, so... That's how I feel about that. <laughs> I agree. So uh, I thank you guys. I'm sorry we went a little long today. Had a lot of movies to talk about. I'm sure you don't mind. I'm sure you loved us on this magical sleigh ride of adventure we went on. Yeah, and it's like it's going to be like an extra ten minutes long as opposed to like our first episode that was super long. Indeed. Well, um, as always, you can find us at uh, moviefilmswithbillandsteve.tumblr.com where you're probably listening to this. Uh, I keep forgetting to plug our Facebook page, uh, Movie Films with Bill and Steve, but if you found us and listening to us, you probably know that already. Right. And you can also email us at moviefilmswithbillandsteve at gmail.com. Uh, individually, you can find me on Twitter, at LovableBill. And you can find uh, me on Instagram if you look up Dark Mullet. I just started Instagramming. I oh don't think I'm going to continue it too much longer but I'm giving it a couple <laughs> weeks to just try it out. Um, and I'm also, uh, you can find my films at www.silverspotlightfilms.com or at facebook.com slash silverspotlightfilms. You can also find me on Facebook if you look me up. I've got a public profile. Have at it. Great. Sounds good. <laughs> well, thank you guys. Uh, th- I hope you enjoyed this uh, little discussion about Marvel movies. Uh, we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Uh, as always, I've been Bill. I've been Steve. Uh, thank you guys. Uh, good night and good luck. <laughs>